Engaging Leader, Episode 165, Using the Domino Effect for Extraordinary Results. Leadership inspire trust, passion, and action. Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. When one thing is set in motion, it can topple many things. Think about if you've ever watched someone set up a whole bunch of dominoes and then tip the first one over, and it can take down an entire line of dominoes. And you've probably seen on YouTube, for example, uh, or in movies, somebody sets up a really elaborate line of dominoes that uh, goes around in circles and upstairs and so forth. And it, it can topple thousands and thousands of dominoes. Even more significant, physics has proven that a single domino can bring down another domino that's 50% larger. So for example, if you start with a domino that's two inches tall and you set up right behind it a domino that is three inches tall, 50% larger, that first domino can actually knock down the larger domino. So then picture setting up one after that that's even 50% larger than the three inch and so forth. Well, by the time you get to the 10th domino, that domino will be six feet tall. By the time you get to the 23rd domino, it'll be taller than the Eiffel Tower. By the 31st domino, if each one is 50% larger, that domino will be taller than, the, than Mount Everest. And the 57th domino would reach almost all the way to the moon. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Well, I want to tell you that when you're talking about your goals for your life, for your team, for your business, even the moon is reachable if you prioritize everything and put all your energy into accomplishing the most important thing. That's the main message from chapter two of the amazing book, The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Keller, who is the founder and chairman of Keller Williams Realty one of the largest realty firms in the country, in the world, and uh, with 30 straight years of growth and profitability. And as I mentioned in episode 164, I decided to, even though I read tons and tons of books, I decided to go through this book very slowly. I'm only letting myself read one chapter a week, and I am going to break that chapter down. I'm going to put it into practice and uh, to further encourage myself to really make it happen because I, I really have heard so much about this book and believe that it's going to be make a huge difference for me and other people this year. Uh, I'm spending one hour a week talking through the chapter with my dad and we're sort of giving each other mutual coaching and holding each other accountable and uh, just having fun going through the book. And I'm also going to just share what I'm learning and give examples Uh, from each chapter for you in this podcast. So you can either just listen along and enjoy and think about how it might affect you or grab the book, go through the chapters yourself and join me and uh, feel free to provide your comments either uh, in in the the comment section of our show notes on engagingleader.com or you can leave an audio message 
on engagingleader.com, and I will be happy to include that in an upcoming episode. Now, when I saw the title of Chapter 2, The Domino Effect, I just kind of wanted to snore, like, <gasps> snore fest. Big deal, dominoes, um, focusing on one thing at a time. Success is built sequentially. That's, I guess we all know that, right? Big, No big deal. But then he added in the idea of this uh, each domino, what if each domino were 50% larger, how quickly that leads to extremely powerful results. And so what's happening there is you've started out something linear, each domino knocking over the next, and then it becomes geometric. In fact, exponential progress. And so if you could get somebody to set up the right dominoes for you, you could literally get all the way to the moon. Getting extraordinary Extraordinary result is all about creating a domino effect for you or your team. And I would encourage you to put this into practice just for your own life, for your own work, as well as teaching it to your team and modeling it for your team. The trick, of course, is that you don't have anybody necessarily that's setting up the dominoes for you or even identifying the dominoes for you. So Gary Keeler says, Gary Keller says, that successful people every day have to start fresh and line up their priorities and find the lead domino and whack away at it until it falls. Now, generally speaking, if you've, you, you tend to know, I guess if, you, if you've figured out what your one thing is, at least at this point in time, then you, you kind of know what some of the dominoes would be that would contribute to that. But it's helpful just to take a bit of reflection time and think about which of the dominoes are really the most important. Of course, it's not even necessarily easy to figure out the overall one thing. And so that, that can require some reflection as well. But in this chapter, um, we're, we're not going to ask how you figure out what the one thing is. We talked a little bit about that in the previous episode. And we're going to also do that later in the book as well. But as we go through that. Right now, it's about, okay, staying focused on one thing at a time and whacking away at the domino that is going to uh, set the right line in motion toward your one thing. And I don't think we should get too bunged up about how do you know is if the next one is 50% larger? Uh, how do I make sure that I'm tackling bigger and bigger things so that my progress isn't just linear, it actually becomes exponential. And what's clear from the chapter, and as well as my own experience, is not is you don't really need to worry about that. You, it, that comes from the practice of always lining up your priorities, figuring out the lead one at any moment in time, any day, any week, and whacking away at it. And the practice of doing that will help you, number one, get better and better at identifying what's today's lead domino. And number two, the momentum that you get actually makes it easier to go after bigger dominoes. So you just get things moving your way. You get um, circumstances make it easier. Let, let's say if you've had 10, if you've knocked down 10 dominoes in a row and maybe it's all been just linear up until now, but by that point, Maybe you've amassed 
a bit more financial flexibility. You've got some uh, margin, some financial margin. You've got some cash in the bank. And when you now look at what your potential dominoes are, you see this one domino that if you'd only had uh, a bit more money to invest in this step or this tool, you could really go after that bigger domino. And lo and behold, you do it. Another example would be when you've had knocked down 10 dominoes and you've shown that kind of success, that kind of discipline, the other people in your life, whether it's uh, coworkers, people that work for, work for, report to you, um, peers, vendors, partners, uh, you start to earn greater respect and they're more likely to help you along your way. They're less likely to resist what you're trying to do. So you've essentially lubricated the uh, the path to the results that you want. You've kind of, it's like uh, you've greased these dominoes so they actually go down easier and you can take down a bigger one easier. So uh, Gary points out in this chapter, what starts out linear becomes geometric or becomes exponential. You just do the right thing and then you do the next right thing and over time it adds up and the geometric potential of the success is unleashed. And so if there's one thing you take away from his chapter, it's that success is built sequentially. It's one thing at a time. So we need to stop trying to do 10 things at once or five things at once or even two things at once. Multitasking is a dangerous trap. We think that we are okay at doing two things at once, but actually we're only giving our attention at any, uh, at, to one thing at a time. And the other uh, thing is actually suffering. And the overall effect is suffering. And other people can see that you're not, uh, you don't really have your head fully in the game and you, you're not really um, uh, putting all of your intelligence. In fact, you tend to come across as less intelligence because you're not really with the conversation. So focus on one thing at a time and let success be built sequentially. Now, I want to give you a few science-based tips from another book that I have been very impressed with. It's called Two Awesome Hours, Science-Based Strategies to Harness Your Best Time and Get Your Most Important Work Done. And these tips I just want to share with you are things that I gleaned from the book Two Awesome Hours to help you find your lead domino and stay focused on it. Because I found this chapter of one thing about the domino effect to be exciting and promising, like, hey, wow. But then my immediate question was, okay, so, but how do I do that? And so this book, uh, Two Awesome Hours, is all about creating a couple hours a day or, or maybe a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours in the afternoon or however you want to, but just at any given time, when you just want to get a couple hours of peak productivity and effectiveness so you can accomplish what matters most. That's what this book is, is focused on. And the principle, the strategy that I want to share right now that's related to the domino effect is recognizing your decision points. As you go throughout the day, at any moment in time, there are what this book by Josh Davis calls decision points. If you think about your normal day, you function in automatic mode. You're kind of on autopilot. That's because our days comprise a series of habitual routines or tasks. So you, you, know, you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you uh, commute to work. Um, if you stop and you think, wait a minute, 
uh, how did I brush my teeth? What steps went into brushing my teeth? I don't know. I just, I barely remember. I'm not even sure I did it. Well, and you could tell, yeah, no, my mouth feels fresh. I must have brushed my teeth. So I was on autopilot. How did I get to work? I don't, I wasn't really paying attention to steering my car and stopping at stop signs. But here I am. And uh, our, it's a good thing that our um, bodies and brains function in a way that allow us to be on autopilot as we go through much of the day so that we don't have to consume so much brain power in completing every single little task. But it also happens at work, too. So you can easily kind of get into where a, a, a routine that before you know it, oh, man, I just spent, you know, I glanced at my inbox, my email inbox, and I saw an email from so-and-so. And next thing I know, it's an hour later, and I've been, I just sort of got sucked into addressing one email after another, answering other people's questions, uh, completing things, taking care of their requests, some of which, maybe many of which, are really not related to what's what's truly my priorities. I'm like helping them do their jobs and not mine. I'm not going to be successful that way. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not really doing anybody a favor because I, I'm not pulling my own weight in, in what I could do as a leader, as an engager, uh, as a contributor to, to the team's success. So the problem is that we often jump from task to task without giving much thought to what makes the most sense to do next. So he, there's this stack of dominoes in front of us and uh, it's leading to huge success. But bef- instead of knocking over the first one, what we've done is we've like walked over to the side, picked up a, a random domino that was laying down, picked it up and pushed it down, and it didn't knock anything else over. It was just a single task that's not setting in motion our one thing for extraordinary results. And often those things that we just, we're doing it, we're responding reflexively. You know, we just see a request in an email, and next thing you know, we're working on it for an hour. Or we're following our impulses. And that, that can be a problem, too. I mean, sometimes it's good to be aware of where our passions and our energy lies. It helps us often choose the, the next right domino. But there's also a negative uh, a way that our impulses can lead us astray. And an example of that is where you you get done with one task and you're ready to move on to another piece of work. And you... Uh, look at your to-do list and you see one that is the lead domino. It's like really important. But it's going to take two hours of focused effort. And you look at the next thing on your to-do list and it's a simple five-minute thing. And you think, you know, it would feel really good just to get something done right now. I just want to check a box, get my, get something off my to-do list. That would feel good. It gives that little release in your brain of a, a shot of dopamine hormone. And so you do that. And the problem is then that maybe was only a five-minute task, but it got you sucked into a whole different stream of work. Then you get to the end of the day and you realize you didn't work at all on your lead domino. You instead spent the whole day bouncing from task to task and didn't actually get the most important thing done. Oh, that's so frustrating. Happens to me way too often, and I'll bet it happens to you too often too, more than you'd like. So how do we, how do we identify our lead domino and stay focused on it? Each always working on what's the most important next domino. 
And the strategy to this is to recognize your decision points. This is when you have the opportunity to choose how to spend your time. We tend to rush through those moments to get to feeling like something that just feels productive, you know, like, ah, I just want to get that five-minute thing done. And so you pick, tend to pick things indiscriminately, indiscriminately. But instead, if you take five, just invest five minutes to get some distance from your to-do list, maybe go for a quick walk or do a few stretches or go refill your coffee cup, providing some distance, we can make sure that we pick a, a good domino. We pick that lead domino and avoid, you know, it may cost us five minutes to do so, but we can avoid wasting hours of doing work that's not critical or sometimes work that can't properly be properly accomplished in the time allotted. Let me give you an example of that. Just yesterday, I was... Uh, I had a, an appointment coming up, and I had I was like, "Uh oh, I gotta leave in five minutes." And I took stock of my day at that point and realized, "Wow, I'm really frustrated. I didn't do anything toward my one thing." Um, and I, I really, I was just sort of scattered so far. And now I'm going to leave for this appointment, and who knows how the rest of my day is going to go. I mean, this is this is going to suck up at least an hour or so, and I don't like that frustrated feeling. So on impulse, I in my now I've, I have four minutes left. I send a message to two people about two things related to my one thing. Okay, uh, my message it's. To, to, to accomplish the next domino toward the one thing actually was going to require um, a more thoughtful communication, let me say, a little more tactful. <laughs> Instead, I've got four minutes. I whip off a message that when I looked at it later, I realized was too terse and not, didn't express any empathy. Uh, was just sounded bossy and not very thoughtful. And then I rushed off to my appointment. So that's an example of a task that might have actually been the lead domino, but I, I, I wasn't, I, it couldn't properly be accomplished in the time allotted. I forced it. And there, then, uh, obviously, I didn't, I, I maybe hurt myself in terms of progress. And I did, in the long run, I didn't actually feel any better. I mean, I, I left and Within 15 minutes of uh, on my way to my appointment, I'm reflecting and I'm thinking, boy, that, that was not a good use of my time. So uh, the first thing to do is just identify, recognize these decision points. And usually the decision points are one of three types. One is where you're starting your work for the day or other period of time. Maybe you're getting back from a break or from lunch. Uh, but it's not your your you got a natural time that you're starting up work. That's a decision point that you should recognize and choose thoughtfully uh, what your lead domino is at that point in time. A second type of decision point is when you've finished up one task and you're ready to move on to another one. So rather than just doing so reflexively or letting your impulses guide you, recognize that decision point, savor it. Get a little bit of distance from what you're doing, reflect a little bit, and choose wisely.
And then the third type is kind of surprising. The third type of decision point, it, according to Josh Davis, is an interruption or a distraction. Now, I hate, I hate those. I hate being interrupted when I'm in the middle of work. And probably you do too. But, and, and we need to manage those. We need to kind of have the right boundaries so that interruptions don't um, suck up all our time and so forth. But to a certain extent, some interruptions are unavoidable. And so we can decide ahead of time, if I get interrupted, I am going to treat that as a decision point. Because, number one, you truly are stopping one thing. You're possibly going to get redirected by this person or interruption or, or distraction to some other type of work. So you could get go down a different path of work. Uh, or you could take, if that's plan B, you could take plan C. Maybe there's a wholly different thing. Rather than when the interruption's over, going back to task A, you could actually decide, no, I'm going to pick task C. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but you, I get sucked into a bit of work that maybe is not actually the most important thing for me to be doing at that time. Or maybe it was important to do, but uh, it was good to do for half an hour, but now I'm just like getting perfectionistic and I'm still working on it an hour later. I really should let it go. At, uh, it, 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 was, it was good enough. And so... You can decide, I'm going to use interruptions and distractions as decision points. When this, if, if, if a person walks into my office, I am going to be polite and I'm going to think about what they're asking me about. And if it's, um, if it's something that is suitable for me to be working on, then yeah, I'll make that. I'll switch over to task B. But uh, I'm going to be thoughtful and I'm going to have a, a, a stock phrase ready at the tip of my tongue. So that if I decide, no, that's really not the right thing for me to be switching to right now, I'm going to tell them something like, sure, can I get back to you? Uh, uh, Right now I'm in the middle of something, but can I get back to you uh, this afternoon at three o'clock or tomorrow? What's your day tomorrow look like? And then I'm going to decide, should I go back to task A? Is that still, is that the right thing for me, the best thing for me to, to be doing right now? Or should I stop and say, no, you know what? Task A was not really the best use of my time. And I'm going to decide right now to go to task C, which is my lead domino, what I really should be working on. So those are three types of decision points at the start of your day or other working time is number one. Number two is when you complete a task. Uh, And number three is when you are interrupted or distracted by something. So what do you do? You recognize those decision points and then we should savor those decision points. That just means recognize it, honor it, take a step back, reconnect with what matters to you. Uh, you know, take five minutes doing that, and then decide your best next course of action. And it's usually helpful if you can create some psychological distance. Uh, studies show that doing that helps lead to high-level thinking. In other words, strategic thinking. Again, if you take a quick walk, do some stretches, or go refill your coffee cup, just let yourself get a little bit of psychological distance from the work that you're just doing. You're more likely to have strategic thinking and choose your next domino better. Next is to plan your decision points in advance. So have an, a good an intention about how you're going to handle those. This is especially helpful with those distractions or interruptions that I was talking about. If you sort of have a plan, when I get interrupted, 
I'm going to do this, I'm going to say that. And if you can sort of have those verbal prompts already ready and maybe even practice so it's not you don't feel so awkward saying, yeah, sure, uh, I'd love to help. Can we get back together at 3 o'clock today? Um, and you test those out and see what works for you. And then number three is don't start a new task without consciously deciding it's the right one. And um, what Josh recommends, and I have personally found this helpful ever since I read this book, uh, first read this book a few months ago, is go ahead and label that moment as a decision point. Just actually get in the habit of, of when you hit any of those three things, um, just say, hey, this is a decision point. And especially when you start a new task, like, okay, uh, if I'm starting a task, I've obviously made a decision that this is the right thing to do. This is a decision point. And make sure you do that thoughtfully. You're a lot less likely to have those frustrating days where you work your butt off all day, but you didn't actually get anything important done. <laughs> so that's my mashup of chapter two from The One Thing, which is about the domino effect with uh, strategy one, strategy number one from the book, Two Awesome Hours. And together, I think that's going to help you use the domino effect for extraordinary results. And I will put the links to both of those books in our show notes for this episode, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 165 as in episode 165. Our thanks to Monica Harrison, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, Cecily Leahy, our web intern, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers. <laughs> <laughs>